it's Yuen. Welcome back to Big Data Club. So we have like this new series. We're going to talk about big data in real life. So today we're happy that we have Dylan here. He's going to talk about his life as a data analysis. Okay, Dylan, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Dylan. I'm uh, currently a data analyst in a video game company called uh, GameLoft. Uh, I've been doing uh, uh, the job of data analyst for, I don't know, something like five years. Mm. Um, so I, I guess I can give you a bit of background on uh, yeah, what I did. Um, so I started as a biology student. Um, I, did a, I did a prep school in France. I did an engineering school in France. And I got pretty bored with life science. It wasn't uh, <laughs> interesting uh, to me anymore. So um, I studied a bit of marketing. And I wanted something to like um, uh, at the frontier between my engineering, really scientist uh, kind of uh, uh, training and marketing. And uh, I went uh, into a company called Nielsen. So Nielsen is a, is a company that, I, that is helping the, the food industry in general, but also consuming goods. Uh, they're gathering uh, data from uh, stores, every every store where you can buy food in France, and they're selling this data. But they are, they are trying also to add value to the, to this data. So they do some uh, bit of data science, but also a lot of servicing. Uh, they have a lot of consultants are, that are going to help you if, if you're like Nestle, um, Mondelez, uh, big company like that. They're going to help you to figure out how your market is evolving. So I, st I started there. I didn't have any knowledge on how to handle data or marketing or anything when I started there, but they, they trusted me. Um, they want people with like an analytical mindset and they don't care really about your knowledge. And um, yeah, I, I, I worked there as a consultant for three, four years. So it's really, I think, um, um, a job that is not really on the technical side of uh, data. Uh, you don't handle SQL, you don't handle Python, but uh, you really are a consultant, so you have to answer business questions using data, help companies to be data-driven. So it was a great uh, start to me. And then uh, I wanted to go more on the big data side, uh, use more data science on a daily basis, use more uh, SQL and handle databases. So I trained for this uh, during, uh, during my job at Nielsen. I, I trained for a few months myself, and um, I managed to get a position at Gameloft. So it's a, Gameloft is a mobile game company, so it's pretty big. Um, we're like 3,000 3, people around the world, and uh, we produce mobile games, and the mobile games industry is very uh, data-driven. Uh, we have to be data-driven because uh, if you want to improve your game, you have to analyze uh, run some analysis on the data, but also um, the video game industry is really competitive, meaning that you have uh, stores with thousands and thousands of free games, and it's hard to gain visibility and to gain customers. So you have to run ads and marketing campaigns, and those are run through Facebook algorithm, Instagram algorithm, and so on. And you have to understand how your campaigns are running, how you're spending your money in order to bring users and be profitable. So it's a, an industry that is highly data-driven and that is really new. It's less than 10 years. So a lot of new stuff uh, we're trying to understand and it's uh, evolving really rapidly and they're looking for a lot of uh, people that know at least a bit on, uh, about data. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what is the what is the official language in uh, your company right now? Um, you mean the, the the language we're talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we we're, we're speaking English uh, pretty much all the all the time um, because we're a video game uh, company. We have studios in uh, Eastern Europe, in Canada, in Spain, uh, some in Asia as well. So we have to speak English. Actually, my my boss. She's been working for like 10 years in France and she still don't know how to speak French. Oh, that's, okay. That's, that's impressive in a way. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. She worked uh, she worked for Blizzard and uh, she work she's working now for for Gameloft and yeah, she she's always been uh, speaking English. I think I think it depends on the industry but uh, some companies are, are 
are looking for people that knows about data, no matter the language you, you're speaking, I think. Oh, perfect. So I can work in the company. <laughs> Do you have an op op yeah, op position sure. for me? I'll oh, say, thank you. To you. Hired. Sure. <laughs> okay. And uh, so can you tell me like uh, uh, in this, like in your current company, uh, you are working for data with marketing, right? Yeah. And uh, is it only like data is only used uh, for marketing in your company or is it also used in other field as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, so we have two kind of, uh, of, uh, position in terms of analytics, we have game uh, game data analyst. So those people are going to be really close to what we call the game team. So producers, artists, uh, developers, and their their job is going to be uh, very diverse. But it's going to be like building dashboard and doing some analysis for those people in order to understand what's happening in the game. Okay. So uh, we're launching a game and. We're going to have all the events going into databases. And for example, we want to know, uh, is the game crashing a lot? Do we have a lot of bugs? Mm -hmm. And this, the crash is going to be an event. And uh, that analyst uh, job is going to be to maybe do a report and see where are people crashing? Why are they crashing? And then we can talk with the developer and try to maybe fix the game. Or maybe at least try to understand uh, how much we're, the, the game is crashing and are we losing customers because of this. That's, that's an example. They do like tons and tons of stuff. They can actually help to understand why the game is fun or why it's not fun. Uh, understand where people are, what we call churning, meaning leaving the game. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, maybe uh, the level five on that game is not that fun and people are leaving there and data analysts can help understand that. But that's not my job. Mm -hmm. I'm a UA data analyst. So uh -huh. UA is for user acquisition and it's a big business and a big uh, budget in video game company, mobile games company. Um, UA is user acquisition and it's a bunch of uh, business oriented people that have a budget and the job is to bring people into the game and bring profitability. So mm -hmm. those people, we give them uh, one euro. They have to spend this euro to bring a user mm -hmm. and they have to do that in sort that the user is going to bring one euro down the line. Mm -hmm. So they have to bring profitability and they work with Facebook, uh, Google, Instagram, Apple, and they try to run campaigns and uh, understand how Facebook algorithm works in order to target the right users and maybe put some more and more money to bring some more and more um, users. Why are they doing that? Because if they do that right, uh, we're going to bring a lot of users. Uh -huh. We're going to be more visible. Our game is going to get famous. We're going to climb the ladder in the store. And um, then we're going to have organic users, people uh -huh. that are in the game, not because um, we're paying them, not because we're doing advertisement, uh -huh. but because the game is famous in itself. Mm, I see. So it's a really important job, but at the same time, if they mess up, we're actually <laughs> losing money. And we, yeah. we're talking like, uh, for us, it's like, yeah, hundreds of thousands every quarter. So uh -huh. it's uh, a lot of responsibilities. And my job is to help them. So my job is to give them tools and ways to understand if they're spending the money uh, in the right way, uh -huh. if they're bringing the right people. And if they don't, I'm, I'm trying to explain why and maybe okay. try to correct it. Um, Wow, that's very cool. That's like very like so much things that data can do actually. So I want to like last time you told me that uh, your job is basically like the bridge between data scientists and marketing team, right? Okay, so what do you think about like uh, data in marketing in like traditional marketing? What's the differences? Like and how is like how do they influence each others? Mm, so I think when you use data in traditional marketing, you're going to look at big scale you're mm -hmm. going to look at okay we're doing advertisement of our sales uh, went up this month mm -hmm. and that's what I, I used to do before at, at nielsen um help them but with data that are like gigabytes so it's you're going to take average you're going to take sales per week and it's going to be i'm not going to say simple because it's hard to drive a brand in any case, uh -huh. but uh, the job is going to le be less focused on data and more consulting, bringing insight, talking mm. about the brand. Um, yeah, but um, when you when you start to have like a big quantity of data, 
uh, when we start talking about big data, of course, uh, the role of the data support team, so data analyst, data scientist, data engineer, mm -hmm. is going to be more important. Uh, because you have to be data-driven to take decision no matter what, and you know the answer is there somewhere. Mm -hmm. the, the, the issue is not finding the, the, um, having the answers anymore, it's actually finding it in the, mm. in the pool of data. So you're going to start building a big team, and you're going to start creating tools. I'm talking about um, data science models, prediction, um, mm -hmm. predicting models, and you can go further and bring more, more answers. I see. So actually, like you think like very every role is very important, right? Like also the traditional marketing team and like data marketing and also like uh, data scientists as well. Yeah. Yeah, of, of course. Um, we often talk about data driven mm -hmm. and I like to think of it as a, as a car. So the business is going to be the, the wheel mm -hmm. and data and data science is going to be the, the engine. Mm -hmm. But I think you need uh, you need what we call the drive shaft. So the, yeah, the exactly. thing between the engine and the wheels. And for me, that's the data analyst. Mm, it's wow. someone that is going to understand how business works mm -hmm. and is going to be able to connect it to the engine, to data science and data in general, to uh, make sure this can make the wheels work and uh, the car, the company, go, go forward. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, I mean, data and data science is a really good tool, but it needs a lot of direction. Yeah. And it's, it needs to be business-oriented, mm. and that's most of my job mm -hmm. um, is to, to give direction um, uh, to data science. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I say direction, it's not, oh, you have to do that. I'm not the manager. It's more give it, giving them context mm -hmm. and making sure what they do is relevant. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, the, the, the issue with data is when it's not relevant. It's when you, do, uh, when you bring data to business people and they're like, oh, it's nice to know. Nice to know is, is actually the worst thing you can do, I think, in data. Uh, 150 slides, uh, you're, like, you're showing everything of graph, uh, very detailed. I think it's awful. And mm -hmm. Nielsen told me that mm. because uh, Nielsen is a consulting company. We have to be very efficient on our servicing. Like when you do an analysis for a client, you have to show him it's actually, he's it, paying for this. So it has values. You have mm -hmm. to have impact. You have to help him actually, and you have to understand you're helping him. Mm, yeah. So it means a presentation is 20 slides, it's straight to the point, it's clear insight, and it's going to help him do his job better. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really hard. No matter the, the data you have behind, no matter the business or the industry you're working on, doing that is really hard. Being relevant, bringing simple answers to complex questions, and have direct impact on, on people's business, is uh, the hard part of the data analyst job. I think understanding the tools, understanding the data is not that complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact. Okay. So, you know, like I, every time like I tell people that I study in uh, data analysis and I want to do that in the future, a lot of people went and answer me like, oh, but like when you have data scientists, why do you need data analysis? So they basically are saying data analysis are useless. What do you yeah. think about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, it's my job, so I'm going to have a, a, bi a bias here. Uh, I'm going to say it's useful. Um, no, but I mean, it, it's what I, I just I just said. It's like we give them direction and solutions. I think if you... So in my company, it was like in Gameloft right now, it was like that before. It's, it's mm -hmm. only recruited data scientists and it failed because, uh, well, you put five data scientists in a room and I think worst case scenario is they don't know what to do. No one is telling them, oh, we need this model or that mm. model. So they're not doing anything. And best case scenario, business team, marketing team, they're going to go to them mm -hmm. and tell them, okay, so we need this, we need that. And they're going to produce a model, but a model that is not answering the question. Yeah. Or that is answering the question, but they're going to say, okay, so our model is over-predicting, under-predicting. They're going to go into very technical terms. Mm -hmm. And business team is going to think like, okay, what am, what am I doing with that? Um, and data analysts can help with that. Actually, a lot of my job is just having meeting with data scientists mm -hmm. and telling them, well, you know, you lack context there. You like, uh, you don't understand this, don't understand that. Maybe I can give a, a clear example. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we need a model to predict uh, how much users are going to spend. So we recruit a user, he spent a few days in the game, we have a bit of data about him, sure. and then we run a model predicting how much he's going to bring uh, during his first year in the mm -hmm. game, in yeah. average. And the idea is to, when we recruit users, we know their value, their lifetime value. Mm -hmm. um, data science did a model before we, we arrived in the, in the company, and um, our games monetizes in two ways, uh, ads and um, AAPs, in-app purchases. Mm -hmm. So you have a few users that are buying a lot of stuff in the game and yeah. spending a lot, whales, and you have the majority of users that is actually just going to watch a lot of ads. It's going to bring you a few cents, but it's kind of important because it's a big yeah. number of users. Mm -hmm. And um, so the data science team ran the model and they just took the revenue of the users mm -hmm. and they're trying to predict. And they come back to us and they're like, Okay, so in average, a user is bringing zero, nothing. Oh my god! And we're like, that's 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 not a lot. That's <laughs> there's an issue there. Yeah. And they actually didn't make the difference between ads revenue and in-app purchases. Okay. So if you take the majority of the users, the majority of the users are watching one ad, two ads, and they leave the game. So if you take the average, it's zero point zero 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 point one euro, something like that. Mm -hmm. So they say, okay, so the average user is bringing, bringing zero. And we're like, okay, so maybe you have to take ad revenue on one side and maybe APs on one side, run two models and maybe bring those models back together, something like that. And they were like, okay, so we didn't have that context at all. Mm. And that's kind of my job to yeah, make, make sure they understand business questions. And then on the way back, make, making sure business people can use those models mm -hmm. because you're going to, I'm not, I'm not giving business people uh, Python uh, yeah, notebook shit. It's, they're yeah. not going to do anything with that. Or I'm not giving them a data, a data set. I have mm -hmm. to give them uh, one KPI. Mm -hmm. Because I have people that are managing maybe 50 campaigns and they have to optimize those campaigns every week. If I give them five KPIs, some moving and stuff, they, they just go crazy. Yeah. You have to give them one, maybe two KPI because mm -hmm. human can't, like deal with more than that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I need to transform models and really complex data science solutions into clear decision-making tools. Mm -hmm. And this bridge is really important because like I said, if you don't have this bridge, you have an engine running for nothing and you don't uh, bring value to, to the business. And this is actually what happened at Gameloft in the past. People want to make budget cut. They look at what is cutting, what is co uh, costing them a lot, and they see data science team, and they're like, "Okay, those people are not bringing any values." And then you have a, a data team that is uh, being uh, fired and doesn't exist anymore, and you have a company that is not that data driven. Uh -huh. So those things can actually happen, and it's really dangerous. And when you think data, you always have to think what kind of impact I'm, I'm having on business because. We're not gonna pay you to analyze data for fun. It's not. It's not. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, wh what do you think uh, makes a good data analysis? Like, yeah. what quality do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's a very hard question. Um, like I mentioned, I think being able to give uh, simple answers to complex questions is uh, interesting. I think you have to solve. Uh, so marketing business people they're going to come to you with issues mm -hmm. and you have to solve these is issues and those issues are often complex but you have to give simple answers mm -hmm. you have to dump it down a lot a lot a lot mm -hmm. uh, at Nielsen we used to tell me no, nothing more not more than two sentences per slide and not more than six seven numbers which is actually very hard when you're starting to deal with complex data set so you have to bring very simple answers. Those answers are have to be always data driven. Mm -hmm. They can have some of your opinion in there. Data yeah. data analysis is not about uh, finding the absolute truth in data. It's about taking a point of view, putting a bit of your opinion in there, mm -hmm. but still having very uh, uh, strong arguments relying on data. Mm -hmm, totally. I can say I think we should increase the budget on that game, but I have to bring arguments behind it. And then uh, if you're the, the manager, you can agree, disagree. Uh, we can start a discussion and try to find solutions. But this is my role. And if it's complex, if it's 100 slides, 
people are not going to listen. They're not going to go. Um, um, they're not going to make decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my main issue. I want people to make decisions based on my analysis. So I think it's it's really important. I think you need a lot of empathy because you need to yeah. understand people's job. Uh-huh. Um, I'm working for uh, so UA managers, people managing companies, and I, I'm, I'm fighting to like spend days with them. I just I'm just spending days, uh, uh, just. Uh, at their side, on their desk, and seeing how they manage companies. Because knowing that they actually manage uh, this Facebook campaign on Tuesday and not on Wednesday is actually relevant when I'm going to look at data later. Mm-hmm. So I need to understand uh, that they work on a very uh, fine granularity. So a lot of empathy, um, I think, is, is, is really important. Mm-hmm. So, like, as a good data analysis, first of all, you have to be like, of course, data driven. Mm-hmm. You have like to have to the analytical skill yeah. and a little bit programming skill. You need yeah. to like uh, at least read the code, yeah. and also you have to be like very people oriented yeah. as well to be like very empathetic. Yeah. So I'm 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 talking a lot about the soft skills mm-hmm. because yeah. I learned at Nielsen and we we relied more on soft skills than hard skills. Mm-hmm. I think hard skills are important, but um, it's easier to acquire. Actually, mm-hmm. learning SQL is is I mean it's a bit hard, but a lot of people can do it. Learning Python is harder, of course. Yeah. Learning how to use tools such as Tableau, Power BI, it's it's not that hard actually. I think what is hard is actually the soft skills Mm -hmm. and um, we're talking about it a a lot in my company when we try to recruit people in Mm -hmm. in, uh, for for data analyst or data scientist they often have very in-depth technical knowledge Mm -hmm. but they can't uh, uh, integrate in a business environment very well Mm -hmm. so you have people that are actually genius at uh, handling SQL and optimizing queries mm-hmm. and stuff like that or very good at Python mm-hmm. but then you explain to him a business issue and you ask him what would you do to to solve that mm-hmm. and he's talking about a model and you're saying like okay but I don't have this data or this data is not clean mm-hmm. and he's, he's lost because he yeah. doesn't know how to rebound and do some proposition and, and be actually efficient in a business environment so I'm, I'm yeah I'm blabbing a lot about those soft skills, yeah. but I think they are really important and it's really hard to acquire. I think it too, took me years. Um, I can talk about it. I had a manager at Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Every time I would uh, make a presentation, so we would do like very cl- classic PowerPoint presentation, he used to say, um, he used to look at the, at the slide and say, okay, so what? Mm-hmm. And he, he just... <laughs> You know, you would just say that or put big square on the on the PowerPoint slide. Say, so what? So what? Mm. And, you know, we would make fun of him. But mm. now I understand he, he wanted just my presentation to be relevant. And yeah. for me to remove what is like, um, um, what is not really uh, inside the story. We, we, we would talk about creating a story and storytelling because this is what uh, that analysis is, is bringing people in a story from the problem to the solution mm-hmm, and I this see. is yeah this is really hard to do and doesn't have anything to do with uh, handling tableau very well or not yeah uh, yeah okay so <laughs> you're saying like basically soft skill is as important as hard skill yeah sometimes like uh the point is like do you think like people born with their soft skills like some people are just people person no no I, uh, well in yeah to, to a point yes mm-hmm. to a point um yeah in, in a lot of company we, we we could tell who's from business school and who's mm-hmm. from engineering school uh, <laughs> people used to say i had like a really good uh um analytical mindset but i used to present like in an awful way or do very bad stories mm-hmm. uh hence the so what and the you know people criticizing my presentation a lot yeah. but i think you can you can always work on that yeah uh yeah, it's not mm-hmm. it's not impossible to acquire, but I think it's hard because the only way I acquired my soft skill is through yeah spending years and years in the mm. like working as a data analyst. I don't think I could have gotten those in school, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it would have been more difficult. 
Okay, so basically, people don't give up. You are going to acquire those skills, no matter hard skills、mm. or soft skills. Okay, and what do you think?、Uh, which、um, skills are the most important for?、Uh, are the most complicated for you? Like, which skill is、uh, the most complicated for you to acquire?、Mm, so, on the hard skills part,、uh, I think it's. Data science and Python, of、mm-hmm. course. I mean,、yeah. it is quite complex, and this is why I'm not data scientist right now.、Mm-hmm. I think, as a data analyst, I need to be able to read Python,、yeah. understand、uh, data science models and and methods, and be able to explain it to other people, which is already, I mean, a lot. Uh, I spend a lot of time data scientists explaining me、uh, why they use、uh, this model and and not that algorithm or Stuff like that, and it's it's a complex topic. Even data scientists can be lost in there because、uh, most of them, let's be honest, are running the algorithm. They're not writing the algorithm, and、mm-hmm. it's a big difference.、Yeah. So I would say it's really hard to to acquire, but it's a really new topic in、uh, a lot of companies.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of friends who did internship in data science, and they're like.、Um, Master of internship,、yeah. they were like barely older than them.、Uh, ah, people old in data science are like thirty or something. You know, it's <laughs> it's really new, and I think we don't require a very high skill.、Mm-hmm. Like I said before, we need people to be able to solve issues and have the right mindset.、Mm-hmm. But if they don't know exactly how this algorithm runs,、yeah. uh, really really precisely on a mathematical level, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. Uh, but yeah, Python is、uh, for me. Python is really hard because it's really open. It's really the contrary to SQL.、Uh, mm-hmm. SQL is really closed and, and structured,、uh-huh. and Python is really you can be really creative with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not good with creative coding, <laughs> so yeah, I mean it takes time. But you're from marketing. Yeah, marketing is、uh, uh, creative, no? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not from the creative creative side of marketing.、Uh, that's why I did analytics. Actually, I'm really in between, and I've always been. I think. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know on the on the soft skill. I don't know what's what's the hardest to、um, what's the hardest to acquire. It's a really、uh, complicated complicated question.、Uh-huh. I think I think it's really hard to question. For me, it was really hard actually to to question people. So、oh, when、okay. business people come to you with a question, you have to challenge them.、Mm. You have so they're gonna come and okay, how can we、uh, spend our money more efficiently? Mm-hmm. And you have to challenge this. This is not a question. This is too broad, too big. You have to break it down into smaller questions and questions that are actually answerable with data, because I mean, people will go to data science team and ask anything, any、yeah. kind of question. They, <laughs> I mean, just help me do my job better. Yeah, but that's that's too broad. I need. Smaller questions, and you have to challenge people. You have to challenge、um, people you're working for, and you have to tell them this is not a question. I have to go deeper, and、uh, starting those discussions can be really harsh.、Mm-hmm. And yeah,、uh, it, it's really hard to just push push back like this. But、uh, yeah, you you learn it eventually. What is the most ridiculous questions you have ever heard in your work? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not in my present. Present company、okay. uh, for sure. I think in in the previous one, I had some really, yeah, really really stupid、uh, question. I mean, why? I mean, they ask you questions like really broad, like、mm-hmm. why are we losing market shares, and <laughs> why are we losing market share is really easy to to、uh, question to answers、uh, because you're selling less. Okay, so why are we selling less? Because you're present in、uh, less stores than last year. Okay, why are we present in less stores? And you—that's you, the process. You start to、mm-hmm. break it down, break it down, break、ah. it down, until you can give simple answers and until you can actually give recommendations and and try to help them. But yeah, really broad question there. there happens all the time. <laughs> okay. So basically, do you like your job? Do you like being as a data analysis? Do you get bored? Like you get <laughs> bored of your <laughs> yeah, life science? Yeah, I, I think yeah. Of course, I get bored.、Um, <laughs> I, I like my job because I'm helping people do their job. I, I think、okay. it's really in me to. I, I don't like being the guy, but I, I like being the guy who helps.、Uh, oh. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't handle like.、Uh, 
uh, hundred of thousand of euros of budget. I would mm-hmm. have a heart attack or something. But I like <laughs> helping those people. I like this idea, mm-hmm. uh, being the, the helper. And that's what I enjoy in my job. I'm talking a lot about having impact because when I do a recommendation and they tell me, okay, we're going to change that in the game or we're going to spend our money like this. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I made a difference. I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. And the game is doing better in part because of my analysis. But I get bored, of course. The most boring part is actually, um, is actually. So people will come to you with a question, and the first thing you have to do is don't do a presentation. Don't don't do graphics. Mm-hmm. You just spend a few days looking at the data and building what we would call your story. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna understand what is happening, understand the key points and the key insights you want to bring, and once you understood that you can start building a presentation. Mm-hmm. And I think when you understood uh, what you're going to tell is the, the moment where I start get bored. Like I understood what is happening and now I have to do the communication tool. Now I have <laughs> to do a PowerPoint, a presentation. Mm-hmm. I have to do a dashboard or a discussion. And this is really boring because you <laughs> already know your answers. You already know what you're going to put in there. Yeah. It's just about... Uh, making really beautiful colorful uh, mm, graphics to tell people. and to tell people yeah it's the storytelling part and it's really important it's the i mean it's half half of the job but it's really boring because i know what i'm gonna write mm-hmm. and i know what i'm gonna get because i've been looking at it for three days yeah. but you really have to do things in order, in that order if you're trying to produce uh, a presentation right away you're going to take the wrong point of view. You're going to be like, oh, but I should tell the story like this or like that. And you're going to produce tons and tons of, of graphics uh, and data tools that are in the end useless and you're going to lose a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So your job is basically helping people to shine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Of well, course. Well, you, uh, what is your philosophy um, in data, of data analysis? Um... What, what, what do you mean my philosophy? Mm, like, uh, like uh, what do you, like when you're doing data analysis, like uh, what do you do it for? What do you do data analysis for? Or like uh, what is your yeah. main thought of it? Yeah, uh, I think the, f- the first thing, and that's why I talk about empathy, is to mm-hmm. put yourself in other people's shoes. Uh, understand why this person asks you that question and what they are trying to, to make you say. I think that's really important because often it's it's two things like people will come to you with genuine question mm-hmm. and they really want to know the answer <laughs> or people are coming to you and they want confirmation which is really different mm-hmm. it's like oh this game is working well right right mm-hmm. and you're like you you understand they want confirmation and there is a right answer and a wrong answer and this is uh, areas where you have to be really smart because if the data is going that people's way and is confirming th- this person you have to think that you have a bias take a step back and see if the data is actually on that side and if you're not biased yourself and you know try to give a, a moderate answer and if um, if the data is proving this person wrong mm-hmm. this is uh, really hard to do because you're going to have to come to contradict that person and have really strong uh, arguments uh, building your case. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a lawyer in a, in a court, you know, you have to build you a really, really, really strong case that is, you can't attack it. Uh, the, you don't want the person to say, oh, but if we look at, at it that way, maybe it's not true or stuff. Yeah. Did you look at that and you're like, no, and then he's not listening to you anymore? Mm. Or he's thinking you, you're not telling the truth? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really tough. Uh, so you have, to, yeah, you have to understand the person, understand why they're asking the question, and then you can start actually answering it. That's, that's my philosophy. And one important stuff is to do the last step. Uh, you, have to, you have to plan for the worst case and to plan that once you bring the answer to the people, like, okay, maybe you should, I don't know, put more money on Facebook campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you say that, but are they going to do it? You, you don't know. So you have to do the last step, like telling him, okay, maybe that campaign can be raised by 15%. Okay. And, you know, give him like really what we call actionable uh-huh. uh, insights. It's like they know exactly what to do. This is mm-hmm. really important because giving broad recommendation is really easy. Yeah. Um, you know, 
it's working well, go that direction, it doesn't help much. You have to give uh, quantification and actionable insights. That's mm-hmm. really important because that's how you're going to have impact and that's how you can avoid doing nice to know again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a trap, yeah. Wow. So not only you have to look at big picture and all the data and all the analysis, and you have to also be very specific of what to do to be efficient and beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we talk about like uh, when you study in like a total different area, like you, you did life science and marketing and, uh, and your first job is not actually technical, right? Yeah. And then, uh, did you learn any programming in your previous job? Um, I learned a lot of VBA mm-hmm. and Excel, but that's not that's not really useful. Actually, <laughs> no. But when you start en- handling big data, uh-huh. you you start to under- understand that it has like a lot of weaknesses, uh-huh. and you have to go towards other tools. Yeah. So yeah, I had to learn during my first job at Nielsen. I had to learn my second job that I have right now. Mm-hmm. So you basically self-learn all the programming skills by yourself? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, learn SQL. Uh, so I already know how to do C Sharp mm-hmm. uh, because I, I used to um, develop some video games mm-hmm. uh, on, on the side. So I knew about C Sharp, so I knew a bit about programming. And mm-hmm. I started to learn SQL. I think SQL is easy to learn. I, I learned through, uh, the book is called From Zero to SQL in 20 Lessons. And mm-hmm. it's my Bible. It's like, you can read that in one afternoon and you get the, the main component of w- what you need to oh. function for SQL. It's really useful. I mean, then SQL, there is no secret. Just do a lot of exercises, <laughs> go online, then do queries after queries. Uh, no one is going to ask you to do a big project on SQL. Uh-huh lot of job interviews I did it's just like five ten small queries that are that can be really complex you mm-hmm. have like weird joins and stuff like that and traps everywhere but it's actually always small uh, uh, small uh, codes so it's really easy to learn I think mm-hmm. uh, so I learned that I learned Python which was I think harder uh, yeah I'm still I'm still pretty bad at Python I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie I can <laughs> understand what data scientists are doing mm-hmm. and I can help them and understand what features they're using here and there mm-hmm. and help them structure the data through SQL but I can't yeah I, I'm not gonna do a big data science project uh, yeah, right now okay. um, yeah in terms of languages that's what I learned and I learned Tableau as well because I mean it's in every job offer it's a big standard of the industry but I I'm not actually using Tableau, I'm, I'm using Looker. Uh, but those tools, I mean, just learn one and mm-hmm. you learn For them visualization. Yeah, data visualization tool, learn one and you learn them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, I mean, they're very different. Uh, Looker and Tableau are really different, but the logic is often the same. And mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you don't know Looker, you can't, you can't work here, it's <laughs> impossible. You're going to learn in like a few days and, and get used to it. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know the logic behind it, and then you just need to actually learn how to do those stuff. But you know the basic concept, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. Do you have any like platform or materials that you can recommend to learn these language? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so for SQL, I mentioned the book. Um, What's the book's name again? Uh, <laughs> Note it down, everybody. <laughs> So yeah, from zero to SQL is really useful. Uh, did a lot of exercises on, I think it's W3 schools. They have a mm-hmm. lot of small SQL uh, exercises from beginner to really advanced. Um, and for Python, I learned a lot on Kaggle. Okay. So Kaggle gives you, uh, I think they have a Python course that is free and they have free data set. Mm-hmm. And uh, some some data scientists are, are competing there, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do the best model with every data set oh. and stuff. But you can like chill and start learning using <laughs> those data set. Yeah. I think the big difficulty with Python is finding real case uh, usage. To work on. Yeah, to, to work practice. on. I mean, uh, uh, for me, like doing Python just to do Python is, is like is really boring in the end <laughs> and I need a, a, I need a real data set to use I used to like take data with API from video games mm-hmm. uh, and actually use Python with them because it was more interesting instead of just 
yeah, of just like using a dummy data set and, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't really interesting. Yeah, I totally can under, I can't relate it to this because like every time I practice Python, sometimes they just ask you to do like really uh, random things like, can you pick up one, two, three things to out? And then you were like, okay, I know how to do that, but how am I going to actually apply it to a real thing? Like how am I going to use yeah. this function? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I used to be very worried when studying for uh, studying SQL, Python and all, because I was thinking nowhere I'm like, do, I, w I was doubting, like, do people really use that at work? Like, do, do, do they really run those queries, use those mm -hmm. Python uh, yeah. libraries and stuff? Actually, they do, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you don't know beforehand. And, yeah. Um, yeah, because the question would be like, can you pick up apple, banana, and watermelon <laughs> from the data set? Yeah. Okay, so when am I going to use this? Yeah, okay, so business, real business case is very important. Okay, uh, so when you're work, uh, when you're learning these languages, if you're actually working on site, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow, that's very, wow, that's impressive. How do you, like, have the strains to work and self-learning these languages at the same time? Mm. So I, I did a lot of sacrifices on my like personal life, I mm -hmm. think. Uh, I stopped doing a lot of stuff. And um, I just put put uh, 10 hours. Uh, every week I would put 10 hours for, I think I prepared for like three, four months. Mm -hmm. uh, so a few hours in SQL, a few hours in Tableau, a few hours in Python, a few hours for other stuff like learning about gaming industry, KPIs and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, learning about the, the gaming market and the mobile gaming market in general mm -hmm. because I knew I wanted to, to work in video games. Ooh. And um, yeah, so 10 hours a week. And, uh, you know, no matter if you do it like during the week or during the weekend or stuff like that, I would try to put 10 hours. Okay, so it's only three to four months. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, very impressive. Your friends must be crying. Do you have friends still right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still talk I managed to, to, to keep them. Uh, but... I mean, I, I was to a point where I spent four years at Nielsen and I could do my job uh, um, in very few time. Not very mm -hmm. few time, but I could spend like seven hours a day at my job and mm -hmm. actually be more efficient than other people ah, that okay, were more yeah. new to the job. After three or four years, you, you learn how to be quick, how to mm -hmm. do things quickly and free a bit of time to do something else. Um, so, so. Yeah. Yes, the key to success, efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, do you have, uh, what is the difficulty for you like when you're self-learning these languages or applying them? Yeah, I, I think the most difficult for me is to keep motivation mm -hmm. because you're preparing for a job, but you're not uh, yet applying for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, so maybe this is going to be a job offer in three months, mm -hmm. but I have to learn right now. So yeah. it, it looks really far uh -huh. and really hypothetical because you're thinking maybe there won't be any job offer, so <laughs> maybe it'll be useless. <laughs> and if you apply right now, you don't have the skills. So yeah. you have the motivation to learn, but yeah. you have one week and that's, that's I don't recommend that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, w it was tough to keep motivation to like uh, overcome that. I, I tried to put my, myself of short-term goals um, so it cost a bit of money but I register for a lot of certifications mm -hmm. uh, I, I certified for Tableau uh, for Power BI and for uh, Python mm -hmm. and uh, so if you if you like take an appointment for a certification certification now can be done um, remotely Mm -hmm. So you just take an appointment and uh, on a certain day at 10 a.m. you're going to have uh, your Tableau test. Ah, okay. And when I started like taking those those certification, you have to pay something. I think Tableau was like almost 200 euros, which is uh, it's a lot of money uh, okay. for just, for just uh, a stamp on your resume. It's yeah. a lot of money. So uh, yeah, it, it motivated me because I hate failing tests. Uh, of course, I mean, I think everyone does, but I, I was like, okay, I have to, I have to make it. I have to make those 200 euros worth and I have to like pass the test. So I would like learn way more and be more motivated. And then when the, when the job offer comes a few months after, I would be like, yeah, I can do that on Tableau. Of course, there's mm -hmm. no, no problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but motivation was my main uh, issues and finding business cases. Like we, we talk about it. it was also really tough to just uh, work on on dummy stuff and and not on and not knowing if company would actually use those 
or if it be actually useful. But I think it's always useful. I mean, everything mm. you learn on SQL is going to be useful. Uh, trust me. It's, yeah. Okay, trust him. Everything <laughs> is useful. <laughs> uh, Python, Python, I don't know. Some libraries might be useless or stuff like that. But SQL, uh, yeah, every like little tip, every little stuff you can find on SQL, uh, organizing well your code, uh, optimizing everything, is actually very useful uh, on a business environment. So all the money you devoted into self-learning, do you think it's worthy right now? Uh, I didn't. I didn't put a lot. I mean, I bought <laughs> a lot of books and like free certifications. Uh, I had the chance my, my previous company would pay for Microsoft certifications. Oh really? Can yeah. I go to your? Uh, which one is they, wouldn't, they wouldn't actually say it. They, they wouldn't say it. You would just at the time of paying the Microsoft certification, you would put your uh, like a professional email. Ah, and then okay. you will have the discount of 100%. Then, oh, can I put my CP email? Does that work as well? You can try. It's you a can very try. professional one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I think I spent like 500 euros, uh, which is, you know, it's some money, but I, I never regretted it. Actually. Okay, wow, well, okay. Here's my 500 euros. And a lot of time. Okay, here's my time. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, do you have any suggestions for people who, like me, want to self-learn to be a data analysis? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think I think you have to like see the the the, the long-term goal mm -hmm. and really understand what you want to do. If you're really motivated, you're gonna put the time every week. Um, so you have to, yeah, keep your sight on the end goal and what what you can achieve. I think you also have to. I mean, we talk about this a lot. You have to foc like learn hard skills, yeah. but not be too tunnel vision on mm -hmm, those. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, we, we put a job with a job offer with data in the name and 200 people are going to apply. Mm -hmm. And most of them are, are actually uh, proficient in SQL. So it's like okay. the, the something you need to know, but it's not, uh, I think it's not a, a criteria uh, mm -hmm. of selection. It's not the se selective criteria. Uh, selective criteria is how you can solve issues, how you can bring values. We're not paying people to do SQL queries. It, it's, it's not it's not interesting. We're paying them to use SQL to solve business issues. And yeah, be, be focused on that. Be mindful of that. Um, I remember my, my job interview. They were asking about uh, solving UA issues. Uh -huh. uh, user acquisition issues. So I didn't know anything about user acquisition. I wasn't sure what it exactly was. Uh, I didn't know their data. I didn't know much of their business. But I tried to bring some solutions. I tried to like have some ideas and say, oh, maybe we can create a KPI like this and like that and use it in that way. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, but that wouldn't work because of this. And then you have uh -huh. to rebound and show that you, you, have, you can have answers mm -hmm. and try to go deeper. And they're going to try to pick your brain. And that's where the decision is made. Mm -hmm. uh, the decision is not made on your beautiful Tableau uh, <laughs> skills. It's, it's really great to have that and kind of helps. But mm -hmm. I think it's really marginal compared to uh, how you can solve business issues. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the right mindset, basically. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exa exactly. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had some candidates that were like mathematical genius, but mm -hmm. uh, they, they didn't have the, the mindset. And I... Uh, I don't want to like uh, criticize them. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not a problem if you're really like, like interested into uh, handling data or doing data science. It's really great, but it's going to be really hard to integrate in a business environment, and it's going to take a lot of efforts to actually uh, bring your work into solutions. And a lot of companies are not are not willing to put that efforts, mm. so yeah. they'd rather not take you. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, so uh, do you have uh, what do you think students can make for preparation before they actually go to apply for a data analysis or a data scientist? Um, you you can do a, a, a pretty like a pretty deep analysis uh, yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so what what got me into analytics was uh, my master paper. I did an analysis, mm -hmm. and uh, so I did analysis on the was the environmental 
environmental impact of uh, food consumptions around the world. So it was like to show the shift uh, of how we're eating more meat and it has more impact on the environment. So I used a big data set from um, FAO, the, the Food uh, Association. Um, and that kind of, I think doing those stuff can help because those the, the issues you're going to meet down the line, uh, such as uh, changing your point of view during an analysis, uh, finding blockers, having to create KPIs, uh, changing your data structure, you're going to meet them only um, when doing the data analysis. And I'm not talking like just doing average and doing simple conclusion. I'm talking mm -hmm. going in depth and do those at least one time and you're going to understand the issues on a, of like a data analysis. Uh, issues that people are meeting all the time and you're going to meet in a business environment. And this this is a great preparation. Take a topic you like. Mm -hmm. um, I used to do data analysis on my favorite games. Uh, just take the data of those and um, run some stuff on there. Take something you like, do the analysis. Uh, maybe you won't show this in a job interview, mm -hmm. but you can still mention it. It still like sounds really great to, mm -hmm. to, to have done that. And when they're going to ask you a question, it's going to be valuable. Or like practicing data analysis on something that you're passionate about. Yeah, of course. Oh, that yeah, of course. sounds very interesting. Okay, cool. Then I'll do some on cosmetics. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, like uh, I think Tableau is free. Um, I, disco I discovered uh, Apache Superset, which mm -hmm. is a data visualization tool. I think it's free as well. Uh, I mean, it's part of the Apache, so of course it's free. Uh, so yeah, yeah you, you have a lot of free tools out there, mm -hmm. uh, and you you can start uh, really really quickly. Mm -hmm. Basically, we need to stop being lazy. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's, it's easy <laughs> to say and it's hard to do, of course. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you have any last word that you want to tell our hundreds, thousands audience in the world? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to summarize everything, but uh, yeah, d don't... Um, don't try to, if you guys are studying business and uh, data, mm -hmm. don't try to like uh, build up your hard skill and hide your business skill. Try at the contrary to build a bit of hard skill and show that your business skills are incredibly useful because they are. So don't, don't hide this business marketing side. It's incredibly valuable to make data and your hard skills and your SQL and your data science uh, impactful in a business environment. So yeah, be, be proud of those, uh, bring those to the table because people uh, from like uh, uh, more technical schools, they don't have those and they're really hard to get. So you have something really pre precious on the soft skill side mm -hmm. and the hard skill side is not that hard to learn on a beginner level, of mm -hmm. course, uh, or intermediate level. So yeah, show off uh, those. <laughs> Oh my God, wow, this is very inspiring. I feel like I can find a job right now. <laughs> thank you so of much, Julian. Okay, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time.